a self-awareness tip or tool is to text the 12 closest people to you, your friends, family, hopefully people that don't know you too, too well, that will like just not give you information that's not helpful or useful. Mm -hmm. But if you text the closest people to you and say, hey, what do you think I am the best at? What do you love me for and think I'm just amazing at? For me, it was uh, networking, like inspiring people and building teams. It's where I was getting at with when you said, um, you know, maybe Play America, build PodMax where I was very aware that my superpower, one of them is, is firing people and bringing them together and connecting people and networking. I just love networking and talking to people and hearing stories. Hey, it's Matt, and this is Pass the Secret Sauce. All right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. So on today's show, we have Eric Cabrell. I personally felt a, sort of an instant connection to. I think that he and I have a lot of very similar interests and similar backgrounds. So it was a lot of fun talking to Eric. He is the founder of the creative agency On Air Brands. He, he, he's done quite a few different things, but he has an agency called On Air Brands. He's actually starting a an innovative digital version of his PodMax show or PodMax event, which uh, I'm personally looking forward to. He has the a real estate investment company called Mindato, and he hosts a number of different podcasts, including the Entrepreneurial Circle, Capital Hacking, On Air Brands Live, Real Estate Hackers, and True Multifamily. So again, a lot of, lot of similar interests there. So Eric is... I guess what you would call a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he spends a lot of time. Obviously, he's done a lot. He started a lot of different companies, has his hands in quite a few different things. But he also spends a lot of time helping others grow their businesses and brands and reputation. He actually had a background in the corporate world for many, many years. And he decided at one point just to jump headfirst into real estate investing to achieve his financial freedom, which, you know, of course, he spent time going through learning everything before he finally made the leap and, and made his first purchase. He also manages that first multifamily apartment building currently. He's also a general partner in Renault Winery and Resort, which is the third oldest winery in the U.S., so that's pretty cool. He offers private capital to his network of investors for fix and flips, wholesale deals, and various other investment strategies. Again, it was it was a great time talking to Eric. He loves to share his decades of experience in creative branding and marketing strategies and how it can apply to the creative and real estate investment industries. So without further ado, Please enjoy Eric Cabrell's episode on Pass the Secret Sauce. <laughs> That's a great question. A you know, good way to start off the show. Thank you for having me, by the way. It's, a, it's really a pleasure and an honor. My father was very, very deliberate and, and adamant about all of us being at the dinner table at the same time. It sounds like an easy thing to do, but yeah, he made sure we were there. Regardless of what you were doing, you had to drop what you were doing and, and gather and although it was pleasant or unpleasant, uh, we did it. And the conversations were, were deep, mostly directed towards my sister for some reason. Mm -hmm. My sister, this is a good question, man. Nobody's ever asked me this. I don't think I've ever <laughs> talked about this. But my sister, so my family's from the Philippines. I was born and raised in New York. But my sister was born in the Philippines and didn't come until later. I think she was probably six or seven when she got here. And my father really concentrated on her, I guess, you know, trying to make up for lost time. Mm -hmm. So... 
as the youngest, I was like, this is great. No, don't talk to me. I'm just going to do my thing and go play with my Legos or read my comic books or something. But uh-huh. yeah, that's what it was like. It was like, how quick can I eat my meal so I can go, go play? <laughs> that's very cool. That's very cool. And you know, we, we've obviously had a lot of entrepreneurs on the show. Did you have any entrepreneurial tendencies growing up? Were you the kid selling candy or creating little businesses? You yeah, know, of course. Literally selling candy at one point. I had the fortune of having an uncle who owned a bodega in the Bronx. Okay. Actually, Jennifer Lopez used to frequent it, a young Jennifer Lopez. And he would give me free stuff, just boxes and boxes full of candy that was not available at the time when I lived in upstate New York. We moved at some point during middle school and he would just say, take this and sell it in school. And I would have Turkish taffy and blow pops and all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah, 25 cents each. And, and, and I wish I was the smarter entrepreneur back then. I, I got that part of it, like make money. But I would take the money and I would invest it in more goods. I, you know, I would buy comic books and, mm-hmm. and baseball cards and, and things like that. But here, I, I do have to share with you, Matt, the one thing that I did that he also was a catalyst for because he was my supplier fireworks. He used to give me fireworks. And I don't know how my parents allowed it, but I would literally set up a shop in the living room on top of cardboard boxes. So I understood, you know, the glass cases and everything. So I tried to replicate the store, walking in a store experience. And you'd walk in and the first thing you'd see were the sort of the the cheaper items, you know, the firecrackers mm-hmm. and things. And, and as you got deeper into the living room, the, 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 the cooler stuff, you know, the Roman candles. And mm-hmm. then eventually what, what the, we, is known as the birthday cake and the expensive stuff. And I even, uh, it was such a braggadocious type of thing to do as a kid. I, I would have one section where I was like, this is not for sale. This is only for me. And you guys are going to see it tonight. You know, I'm going <laughs> to burn it all and we're going to explode it all. And uh, yeah, it's pretty wild because think about the liability. That's nuts that they yeah. let me, like some kid could have blown his finger off and we had been totally liable for that. Yeah. Times were different back then, right? You oh, know, yeah. oh, people yeah. didn't, yeah. didn't think that way back then. What was, what was the hottest seller? Do you, do you remember? All the cheaper stuff went hundred percent, you know, the, the sparklers and the, the firecrackers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember selling a lot of M80s. That, those are dangerous, right? Yeah. That's literally dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> you, exactly. You, you tape enough of those together. Yeah. You could blast the door open. I would say it was probably Roman candles. I remember kids and this is nuts. And, and you and I seem like we're from the same gener- generation. We, we would literally shoot them at each other. Yeah, I remember Run doing I, That's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine my kids doing that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, get in here. Did you, no, did you guys yeah, ever we, do BB gun wars too? Did you shoot BB guns oh, at God. each other? I, I, my friends did. I would not participate yeah. in that. No way. Yeah. I'm too much of a chicken to do that. <laughs> yeah, we were crazy like that back then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so that kind of took you through up until high school. Did, were you doing any other smaller businesses or anything like that through high school, or or what was your next entrepreneurial step? Would you say that you took through high school? Uh, that's a good question. I don't really recall. That was mostly through middle school. I don't really remember doing a lot of things, you know, that were legal <laughs> back then <laughs> in high school. But yeah, I I, I think it was the the priority to me back then was, you know, meeting girls and, mm-hmm. and hanging out and doing bad things. But yeah, I, I don't remember trying to make money or th- having that mindset during those times. Mm-hmm. When, when did it hit you? Would you say when, when did uh, your first company come into to play? Oh, good question. The late nineties, I started a company called Play America and there was no real internet the way we know it 
back then. So to start a business and to start an LLC and to see if it was a viable business and write a business strategy, that was the first time I ever did that. And I, I, I jumped into a score a, a company called score mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, we'll have to look up the analogy cause I can't remember small business. Yeah. There was the volunteers basically that help you analyze if your idea is worth pursuing and then giving you all the tools that you need in terms of how do you begin a company? How do you start an LLC, open a bank account, do all the things that you needed. So that was my first step into it. I found some business partners. They were coworkers at the time. And, and yeah, we started a video tournament a company where before Xbox and PlayStation and online play, we'd had LAN parties. We would string all of our Xboxes together oh, wow. and have 30 people in my basement. It was nuts. And, and it was so much fun. And we would do it all weekend long. And literally, it was like a frat boy house where just people on top of other people just playing until the sun came up. And I turned that fun activity into a business where we would rent American Legion halls and hotel conference centers and rooms and do it on a, you know, I 10X'd it. And we would literally give kids those big, gigantic fake checks for $500 or $700 uh, for participating in the tournament. But yeah, we did that. And then shortly after, you know, less than six months to a year, Xbox Live came out and Mm -hmm. it was all gone. It all just went away. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. That's very cool. What happened next? What, what's, what was the next journey that you embarked um, on? So yeah, it was, it was all for me, corporate America, just the grind and my nine to eight, you know, whatever it was, you know, always burning the midnight oil and a hardworking sort of mindset that I got from my, my mother who was always working long hours and I would just keep grinding out and not necessarily saving as much as I should have, but I was, I was always bored to be honest, that I was always like, what can I do that's bigger and better than what I'm doing here? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the second layoff in my career, I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years. And the second, so I'm fortunate that it only happened twice. Mm-hmm. But the second time I really realized and started to think about what is the real future? What's the next chapter in life? And it became real estate. You know, I, um, you know, we invested a little bit in stocks and had some relative success there, but I didn't have a passion for it. And then I stumbled on a book that we call the purple pill in our industry. Mm-hmm. As you know, the, the Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad Poor Dad book, and that changed my life. And I thought, man, I'm never going to, I'm never going to go back to creative. I thought I was mm-hmm. retiring as a creative and I started investing in multifamilies and other things and never looked back. But then what I noticed, Matt, about that industry was there's a lot of left brain analytical people there mm-hmm. and not necessarily a lot of right brain creatives. So I started to leverage my superpower and understood I need to embrace this and help other people in their businesses mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't know how and, and I can help them with that how. So yeah, that's really where it all started to happen. That's great. That's companies. great. Can, can you talk a little bit about how you, are you still currently helping real estate investors? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, so talk a little bit about how you help them. What, what, uh, what types of things do you provide for them? Yeah. So we, we help them identify, you know, what it is they need to focus on in terms of their marketing and branding. We started out as a traditional house, you know, my company on air brands, you know, doing logos, branding websites. And then the new thing was social media marketing back then. So that was how we operated. And we realized there was a movement, right? The Gary V movement, I like to say, and uh, being being more aware of your personal brand and you're documenting the journey. So I started to 
do this and implement this on my own for my own personal brands. And then, you know, starting a podcast and being aware of my voice. And it started to get recognized within the real estate investing community and leading by example, people wanted what I had, but it isn't like a cookie cutter, one size fits all. So I had to start customizing. Okay. I need to know what your story. I was already a brand developer, you know, in in corporate. So I understood how to extract information from them that would help build what it is they're building. So that's what we would do. We would start with a brand and a message, and then we would develop it into whatever we thought was the best channel for them. Mostly now it's podcasting, but yeah, we, we would do that. And now it's evolved from podcast creation and production and all the pieces that revolve around that in terms of promoting it on social, but we've moved into podcasting events. So we've, we've taken what we've built in terms of all the podcasts that we've created and we have over a dozen podcasts in our network and over half a dozen that we produce uh, ourselves in-house. And we, we built an event called PodMax where all these entrepreneurs, you know, investors and, and, and just business owners from all different sectors, even in tech, and they come into our house to record on multiple podcasts in one day. And then uh-huh. we've created this unique experience where it's like a mastermind networking feel, not just recording podcasts. So you're able to sort of speak with high level entrepreneurs about strategies and business. And the cool thing is we all sort of connect, if not in business, through podcasting because most everyone has a podcast mm-hmm. or wants to be on podcasts. And then we throw, we'll always throw like a major keynote speaker on there. So we had Jason Pfeiffer from Entrepreneur Magazine, this one coming up. Uh, we have James Orsini from the Sasha Group, you know, VaynerX, you know, mm-hmm. Gary Company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we try to, I think we're the only one playing in that space that created something like that. Yeah, it's I've never cool. heard of that before. That, that's really cool. That's very, very cool. And that, that actually, do you think that that was sort of spawned by your, your early game streaming business because it's kind of sort of along those lines good question man yeah you're good it's funny dude congratulations on this show by the way man. <laughs> thank you um, thank you, you. Know, when i was looking at your stuff I was like man this is amazing I-, I assumed you had hundreds of episodes but yeah i'm like wow you 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 really built something cool and inspiring in a short amount of time so yeah i just want to highlight and commend that thank you but yeah you're right it probably you know i did probably subconsciously start building what we've done through my experience, right? I mean, I guess that's how it all works. That, exactly, exactly. That's, yeah. And that's what I think a lot of entrepreneurs sort of miss too, is they, they want to like jump into something new that they have absolutely no background in or anything. But, you know, I always tell them, you know, back up, how can you use some of your experience that you've gained over these years to, you know, play something into it? So, I mean, that, that was, that's a, sounds like a great connection that you had there. And I don't know, maybe Maybe you didn't even realize that that connection was there, but but yeah, no, congratulations on that. That sounds amazing. Thanks. But I've noticed that people, because this is a hard exercise, is becoming Mm self-aware. And, you know, I haven't perfected. I'm always working at it. I'm always asking questions and and especially people, loved ones, my wife and people around me like, hey, what what can I do better? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I like to do an exercise that we call, that I call start, stop and continue. And, you know, you talk to one of your business partners or your spouse and say, hey, what can I, when can I start, what can I stop doing? What do I need to start doing? And what do you want me to continue doing? Mm -hmm. And it's a great exercise to do because it helps with that self-awareness and how you can become a better person and how you can keep evolving. But the self-awareness is critical because then you're able to leverage that and bring that to the table and, and help other people in ways that they don't even realize they need. So you could step up and, you know, for me personally, or for anyone who's listening, figure out what that is and, and offer it to someone. 
Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. And say, hey, this is how I can add value to your life or your business. And I think I can help you get to the next level if, if we work together. But another tool I wanted to share, Matt, was a self-awareness tip or, or a tool is to text the, the 12 closest people to you, your friends, family, hopefully people that don't know you too, too well, that will like just not give you information that's not helpful or useful. Mm -hmm. But if you text the closest people to you and say, hey, what do you think I am the best at? What do you love me for and think I'm just amazing at? For me, it was uh, networking, like inspiring people and building teams. Mm -hmm. so that's, and, that, and that's what other people told you that, that you're yeah. best at. Yeah, that's so that's that's how, and that's where I was getting at with when you said, um, you know, maybe play America, build Podmax, where I was very aware that my superpower, one of them is is firing people and bringing them together and connecting people and networking. I just love networking and talking to people and mm -hmm. uh, hearing stories, hence the podcast. But if you ask them, what's the best thing? Or what am I great at? And then also, what am I terrible at? What do you know that I just will fail or totally flop on if I, if I attempt this, you know, just whatever, however you want to ask it, then people, it doesn't happen right away. Some people will be completely honest right away, but you have to keep probing and, and, and asking and it might take a little while, but when you start to see the common answers and you mm -hmm. start to see people who don't even know each other, maybe giving you the same thing, then that's when you start to say, oh, okay, I need to, I need to note that and pay attention to it. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I've never heard that before. I like that a lot. How often do you practice your start, stop, continue exercises? Is that is it any kind of routine or anything? Or is it just kind of whenever you think about it, you throw it out there? It's more like that, but it should be. Uh, so I, do, I try to do it with my business. I have several business partners. We used to have it on calendar. So, mm -hmm. you know, like a one-on-one. -on -one, and then that would be how we started the conversation. But we've kind of gotten away from it, to be honest, just because everything's been kind of crazy lately mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's something that you can throw on your calendar with your your generals and your your the people in your company or on your team just to, to kick off the conversation maybe even for you to do as an exercise prior to going into that meeting you know mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it how am i going to talk to to nancy or jim about this well let me tell them what to start stop and continue and it's a great tool and method and easy to to get the juices and the mm -hmm. ideas flowing when you think of it in those terms and, and in that framework. I love it. I love it. So what, what's next for you? Any other big goals that you're working on right now or things that you're trying to reach? Yeah. So the PodMax event was a live event where mm -hmm. we had anywhere between 10 to 15 entrepreneurs come in for the day. You know, we have studios here in central New Jersey and it, it, it was a cool and unique experience because you get to step into our studio and, and at the, during these events, we would create studios 
because it's in a co-working space and we would take conference rooms and offices and retrofit them to be podcast studios so we would have upwards of i don't know eight to ten studios at any given time all running simultaneously with different show hosts in each one Mm -hmm. so it's cool because matt i would say hey matt you're in studio one at nine and then you're in studio three at ten and then you would have this whole agenda which was cool and exciting and in between we always let it breathe by letting people network always Mm -hmm. have floaters, people who aren't recording a podcast. And it was really fun and exciting because people were just like, this is amazing. I met my business partner there. You know, I met my next client there. We're we're, we're crushing deals now. I bought, I'm buying multifamilies with someone I met at your event. And we're really proud of that aspect, but then everything happened here. We're put Mm -hmm. everything on pause and we're, it forced us to really analyze what we were doing and how we can best replicate that live experience online. So we recently launched PodMax Global, which is what we're calling it because we have clients in Australia, clients in the UK, people from all over. Like, why don't we just call this what it is? Because virtual is kind of predictable, right? Yeah. Eh, PodMax yeah. Virtual. That's what it was called. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like movies when they have their temporary names, right? And I was like, you know what? I think global really sticks and makes sense. So we're calling it PodMax Global, anything that's virtual, and we're doing it and we're launching it for the first time. And it's really, really taking off because of the fact that it's more approachable, it's, it's accessible. We always had mm-hmm. people on the West Coast. It, travel was always an issue. So right. now it's not. And, you know, we're not doing as many podcasts in one day because, you know, we understand people have family, they have obligations while home. So we're, we're recording up to three podcasts per day, but we're carrying over the same cool aspects from the live where we're having a panelists Mm -hmm. uh, speak expert panelists speaking at around lunchtime and then we have our keynote which for this one well i mentioned earlier to you off mike was is james orsini from the sasha group and Mm -hmm. and gary v's company he's he's the president of the sasha group so yeah we're we're just really excited about launching something that we probably wouldn't have created this quickly not given being in lockdown and being in homes and now realizing, hey, we better put our minds uh, to use here rather than binging on Netflix all exactly. the time. And we, yeah, yeah and, and, and there it was, you know, inspiring the troops like, hey, guys, we got to build something. What are we going to build? And honestly, a coaching business was in, in the mix. And we're like, I don't think that's, that's not the best. It's, it's not the right time. And not only that, I don't think it suits who we are yet. It's not really a perfect fit yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, PodMax Global. And it's, it's, it's really, really exciting because of, yeah, like your reaction. I don't think many people, if any, are doing it. No, no, not at all. And, and is Pod, PodMax Global, is it like a, a set time when, when it's being held or is it pretty well, you can log in whenever you want and how, yeah, how does that well, work? We're asking everyone to, to block nine to five. That doesn't necessarily mean you'll, you know, you'll be, needed in front of a microphone from nine to five. So you'll get your schedule. You'll have three interviews. So, you know, your day may not start until noon or, mm-hmm. you know, 11 o'clock. And then it's optional for you to jump into the, the panelist discussion. And in, it's, it's all interactive. So everyone will be able to ask questions. And then same thing. We highly recommend everyone come in at the four o'clock hour Eastern Standard where people get to hear James Orsini talk about how they build Fortune 100 companies from Wow. Or, you know, from the Sasha group. So it's going to be really cool. But yeah, it's flexible. We, we understand when you're home, it, there's a lot of variables and you yeah. have to kind of, you know, be, be sensitive to that. That's great. That is really, really cool. I, I, I love what, uh, what you guys are doing. Are you thinking of 
doing this, you know, multiple holding these multiple times a year, is there, is there any kind of a schedule yet? Or is it, uh, you know, once a month, once every six months, what, what, what types of schedules do you think that you're? Yeah. So my team is absolutely amazing. You know, we have the creative side of things where, you know, the folks that come up with ideas and then there's the other, you know, like the e-myth that uh, typically all, it's like one of the Bibles to being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the the visionaries and then we have the the managers and then we have the technicians. So right now the the managers of the technicians are doing a bang up job, you know, big shout out to to Devin and Jake who, who have built processes and systems in place. And you as a tech guy, I'm sure appreciate mm-hmm. where it just flows. You know, yeah. you just throw something into the machine and it's all well-oiled and it flies through. And you're like, oh my God, there's another one sign. There's another sign up. It's constantly our phones and our emails are dinging with people who are signing up and paying to get in because it, I think people understand, the ones who get it are like, wow, this is so valuable. Mm-hmm. I better jump in now. And you know, it's, 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 it's a great gauge and testament to what's happening now in the, in, around the globe and especially here in the U.S. Because, you know, prior to us launching this, we, well, while we were building it six weeks ago, we had no idea what to expect. Like, are people going to be hesitant? Are people going to be afraid? And no, you know, they're coming yeah. out. And I think it's kind of like a rally cry to say, you know, know what? We're, we're, we want to help the economy. We want to stimulate. We want to grow. We want to be a part of this. So it's really, really exciting. I love it. I love it. If, uh, if people want to learn more about Podcast, Glo- or Podcast Max Global or anything else that you're doing, yeah. how, how would they reach out and get in touch with uh, you? Ab- absolutely. So they could check out the website, which is, oh, to answer your question, we do plan on doing it monthly. Oh, um, okay, right good. now, I don't, I'm not sure how how much capacity the team can take on. It might, if anything, be at least every two months. But we were doing the live events every three months. So that might all change when everything gets back to whatever the new normal is. Mm-hmm. And live events maybe will be still quarterly or you know twice a year. And then maybe this virtual version of it can can be sustainable to the point where it's it's you know twice a month. Who knows? But it. right now I, I think we could do two months. But anyway, if you want to check that out, it's podmax.co. Yeah, podmax.co. And then on air brands, you know, that's our podcast creation and production uh, on airbrands.com. Mm-hmm. I love it. Eric, this has been great. I, I've taken away a couple of little nuggets here that uh, I think I'm going to start incorporating in my life, my business. Uh, you know, that's, those are great. So certainly appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.